When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? <laughs> Detroit Lions really wanted to get this done and resolved as soon as possible. And there were other teams involved in the process as well, but it quickly became apparent that the Los Angeles Rams wanted Matthew Stafford as badly as Matthew Stafford wanted them. Boys, we've got a juicy episode, a juicy episode of Purple Daily here with the Matt Stafford-Jared Goff trade, opening the floodgates to what's going to be probably an unprecedented player movement offseason. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, and Purple Daily is always powered in large part by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Cheers to the offseason, even though the Super Bowl is still a week away. The offseason has started well in advance. Corona Hard Seltzer season never stops. Mackey and Judd. It never stops. And whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's reckless speculation, off-season talk, whether it's even the NFL draft, Corona Hard Seltzer is always powering the Purple Daily Takes. Somebody sent us a photo and gave us a little Corona Hard Seltzer cheers. Saturday night. Send those photos, baby. I love all those photos. Thank you. I I get DMs of those photos. I get the I love all of them. Somebody, should people sneak into your DMs sneak and just, the DMs. just show you their massive you know, can of Corona Hard Seltzer? It's mostly not gotten me in trouble. I don't think it'll get you in you trouble. Drink it? So by all means. <laughs> you up? You drink it? It's the only DM and seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes. <laughs> with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer, spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. All right. So the Rams traded two firsts, a third, and Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. Several other uh, uh, several other teams, including the 49ers, the Broncos were in the mix. Um, it's like two or three other teams in the mix, too. But when you saw this go down, what were your first thoughts Pertaining to the Vikings. Oh, very, very simple. My first thought was the quarterback market is um, much more lucrative than I expected it would be. Stafford is a a improvement. I think that the Rams are right on Goff. But when you look at the totality of that trade, 
and what went back and forth. And I'm sure that part of of what went to Detroit was for them to take off and that contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first thought, though, which is this is going to be. I, we all knew that going in um, to uh, the winter and now the spring, we all knew that the quarterback market was going to be active. I don't think that I knew it was going to be as active as it is going to be potentially and that the market is going to be red hot for what the potential. So my talk for the past few weeks or the past month about, you know, if you get a third round pick for Cousins or a second round pick, uh, 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 no, no. Now we are talking first round picks. Uh, That's the one thing. The other thing that occurred to me is I, I think our conversations about the Vikings at least exploring what they could get back for Kirk goes from being they probably won't, but they should, to being yeah. somebody should get fired if they don't. Well, that was my first call. My, my my first thought was, Rick, make the call. And then Judd, as witty as he is, came up with the slogan, which is, make the call to get the haul. If we're talking about, like, Kirk Cousins and Matt, Matt Stafford have been handcuffed together in quarterback rankings up and down the ladder, right? Like, you know, sometimes they're sort of 14th or 15th, and sometimes they're like 9th or 10th, depending on what the rest of the quarterback pool looks like. But um, I think Matt Stafford is more of a proven, come-from-behind, game-winning drive, fourth-quarter quarterback. But he also makes some boneheaded mistakes. I think Kirk Cousins probably has some better infrastructure in Minnesota. He's got at least a competent front office. The Lions are just perpetually embarrassing. Um, so there are some differences. But my first thought was, whoa, okay, didn't think there was a discussion about first round picks with quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins being in that same category. And I just want to preface everything that I and we are about to say on this show and anything involving Kirk Cousins being traded here throughout the entire week. Cause there's a lot of meat on this bone. I think the Vikings need either Deshaun Watson or a cheaper, more team friendly contract quarterback, a rookie scale contract, if you will, uh, whether it's Zach Wilson or, you know, and, and he's probably going to go in the top four. So you'd have to trade up to get him. But like to win a Super Bowl, which is what I want this team to do. Yep. I think they need Deshaun Watson or I think they need a rookie scale contract. And so therefore, when I see Matthew Stafford go for two first round picks, a third, and maybe they had to attach one of those picks to get rid of the golf contract. So sure. let's say at least a first round pick and a third. I think, boy, if you can get something close to that in draft capital, you then have more ammunition to go get Deshaun Watson or to move up to get your quarterback that costs a lot less money. And either of those two things gets you closer, blueprint-wise, to what Super Bowl teams look like in 2021 and going back to 2000. We started throwing these numbers out a few weeks ago. 90% of teams that win Super Bowls have either... A, a, a stud top three, top five quarterback, or they have a rookie scale contract guy. The Vikings have neither of those. If a first round pick or a second round pick is in play, it helps you get one of those things. That's where my mind's at right now. And, and so let's also backtrack to what Stafford um, could have brought Detroit from different teams. According to Albert Breer of SI, the Carolina Panthers reportedly offered the number eight pick overall and a late round choice. Okay, like a like a fifth or something. Yeah, or? but the eight pick, the eight pick, mm-hmm. that's a prime. If if you're like the Vikings and you've got pick fourteen, and now you've all of a sudden got fourteen and eight, that is prime move up territory. Washington offered number nineteen and a third round pick. 
The fact is that there was active competition that was incredibly lucrative for a guy who I, I think I think his contract is probably more favorable than Kirk's was, but to your point, is a very comparable player to Kirk. Yeah. And what I'm saying is from the time that I left the studio on Friday until I came back today, my thinking of what the value of Kirk could potentially bring from a team that feels like, you know what, it's not used great there. I love Kirk Cousins. I can make, i.e., San Francisco and uh, Shanahan – if you're looking at what they could what they could possibly think about Kirk Cousins, your return could be really damn good. Well, let me ask you this on the on the San Francisco front: How much do you trust our guy Evan Massey? Evan, I, ever ever heard of Evan Massey? I have, I have to admit fully, I am not familiar <laughs> with the work of Evan Massey. All right, so Evan I'll Massey he is blue checkmark verified on Twitter, and his bio says featured on Forbes, ESPN, Yahoo Sports, SI, Bleacher Report. And he's the owner of Hoop Analyst Net, NFL Analyst Net, and Indie Coverage, okay? Spread he's got like 6,000 followers on Twitter. Yep. He seems legit to me. He's got a blue check mark, like I said. Yep. And he tweets this morning at 7.21 a.m. Central Time. 49ers still looking to make a move at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, I'm told, is a name to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm told. I'm told is the distinction here, okay? Yep. If the Vikings are open to dealing, San Francisco will push hard to acquire Kirk. Ties with Kyle Shanahan make this an intriguing potential fit. Reckless speculation. Make the call. Get the haul. Don't be married to good. And I know there's a lot of people that are part of our Purple Daily community and and uh, YouTube podcast. And we appreciate them all. Yes, like we will not we will not turn you away. But I know there's a lot of people and I argue with a lot of you on Twitter this weekend that are going to pound the desk and say, "You guys, the Vikings were like top 5 in yardage offense and Kirk Cousins again threw for a bunch of yards and 35 touchdowns. The offense is not the problem." Look, like you can come up with all these different ways to say that they have a top 10 offense. And I would say two things. Number one, top 10 is not good enough. Like a top 10 offense without the best defense in the NFL is not good enough to win a Super Bowl because the teams that you're seeing in the final four and in the in the final two here going into this weekend are not like the ninth best. I mean, we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time against the next greatest quarterback of all time. And we're talking about weapons all over the field, offensive-minded Bruce Arians, um, we're, 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 we're an offensive-minded Andy Reid. We're talking about getting to be one of the two or three best, most dynamic, explosive offenses in the NFL. The Vikings, and I'll just use pro football focus, and I'll use football outsiders. By those measurements, and football outsiders is great. DVOA takes into account offensive context, so it strips garbage timeout. The Vikings were eighth in offense and far, far away from the measurements of the top four offenses in the NFL that you saw play last weekend, okay? It is not good enough to just be like, oh, but they threw for some yards and they ran the ball like it's pretty good. You need to be a dominant offense, and I don't think you can be that with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback before we even address the defensive things that need to be fixed. So I just want to throw that out there as sort of a a, a blanket statement. And again, so there's two distinct differences in the conversation to me here, okay? One is the, the house that you currently own, which is the Kirk house. And the second is, and this is a little bit more 
difficult, but the potential Deshaun Watson house, okay? But the Kirk house you can sell here. So, like, you can sell this house. And what you saw in the Bradford trade and what you saw from the offers that Bradford brought back to Detroit is the possibility to move now while the market is hot. And to me, you owe it to yourself. And, and again, the Vikings are an organization that is not afraid, since the Wilfs bought the team in 2005, to make splash moves. So we're not talking about a conservative, oh, my God, we can't do this. We're talking about a franchise that has uh, gone into the pool headfirst a lot of times, including Brett Favre. When you are willing to bring in Brett Favre, you are willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. And think of Kirk this way. Kirk cost you a lot, but Kirk was a solid investment that you thought might work. And now you've been in the house for three years, and you know what? It's got some leaks. I mean, it's fine. It's a nice house, but it's not great. And you know that. The house looks better on the outside than on the inside. Absolutely. But what is this now, Phil? This is prime moving time. This is when you say, you know what? I am a Fortune 500 CEO, and I don't have to put up with this crappy house because I've got the collateral to move. And now conversation two is is Watson, and that one's more difficult, and I understand that the price is huge. But think about this one. Think about if you have two first-round picks. Think about if you have two first-round picks and now a second-round pick that you possibly get back in a Cousins trade. And now you can very quickly pivot and move to Houston and be like, you know what? We can compete here. Here's all of them. And you, it, Well, you're <laughs> right. So so you put yourself in a prime position to get a, a castle, basically, in Bel Air. All right? This ain't the Cousins house. That's in Edina. That's nice. That's cute. We're talking about Bel Air. You are moving. Um. And people right now are like, oh, that's not what, Judd, what are you talking? No, no, none of this no, is going to happen. No, you need a left guard. None, yeah. Yes, they do Look, need a left guard. But. You, and, I, and I will always <laughs> come back with one thing, one statement. You had Brett Favre. You found a way to get Brett Favre. All right? So don't tell me you're not creative. Don't tell me you don't have guts, because you do. And in fact, I would argue that the move to Cousins showed a lot of intestinal fortitude back then. It just didn't work. Do we need to put... Do we need to put Jared Allen, Ryan Longwell, and Steve Hutchinson on a plane to Houston to go get Deshaun Watson? Who would be our plane? Is that plane? what needs to happen? Who would, who would be our plane? Oh, oh Jay, that's a great question. JJ is the captain Jefferson. of that plane. Justin Jefferson's, yeah, who, Jefferson. Who are the three guys sure. on the plane? Justin Jefferson's on the plane. Dalvin. You send Dalvin? I, you I, send Dalvin? I would send Dalvin to say, my carries can go way down. I don't care. Okay. I just want to win. Okay. Yeah, because I think he's a, he's a, a key guy. So Jefferson and they got to send Dalvin, a, you got to send a guard and I mean, then they, who's they the said third? Hutchinson I, I, you got to send Dozier. You got to send to go to Dozier. No no cuz then they'll all be put on the plane and immediately <laughs> shipped back to Minnesota. That's a terrible uh, idea. I said Brian O'Neill. Brian O'Neill. I I want I want to show him that like hey we 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 just have one guy who's like 300 pounds oh, I got a little it. block for I you. I got it. Outside the box. I send uh, Cook, Jefferson, the enemy. <laughs> cuz he's your new coach. Speculation. You know that Mike Zimmer would be more interested if, if Mike Zimmer had the choice to acquire a player from the Houston Texans. He would rather acquire J.J. Watt than Deshaun Watson. Hundred percent. That's not even. I don't even think it's a debate. So, like, if you if you made this happen, and like the the the, the scenario we're painting here right. sounds Looney Tunes to some people, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. 
It shouldn't be. Brett, the idea of Brett Favre in a Vikings uniform in 2007, for instance, two years before it happened, was was Looney Tunes, right? Like, oh my god! And fans no got and Phil Tunes. fans got mad. He Stop. can't. Yeah, he can't, can't play for the, this. He Looney can't Tunes. play for the Vikings. I hate him. No, you don't. No, it's it's. You, I, you hate him up until the point where he finds a Greg Lewis in the back of the end zone, right? Yes, um, you know, even the idea of after the Minneapolis miracle, the idea. Two or three months later, I remember you and I were doing shows, Radio Row, and like we started talking about, okay, like hear us out on this. What if they moved on from Case? And what if, like, what if somebody else was out there at the time that somebody was Kirk Cousins? And I remember the reaction from people. It was like, you guys, come on, like, you, this is never going to happen. And they wind up giving out the only three-year guaranteed money to a quarterback in NFL history. There you go. So they they do things like this. Um, Dex, you just, let's on-air production meeting. For sure. Go ahead. Yeah, there was a, uh, Ian Rapport had a note on the Vikings offensive coordinator search. And the Vikings will interview Giants wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert this week for their vacant OC positions, sources said. While respected in his own right, Tolbert worked under former OC Gary Kubiak in Denver during their run to Super Bowl 50. This would allow Minnesota to keep the same system. Yeah. So and they're going to. Does this mean that they're out on Clint Kubiak? Because they're already the musical chairs are already starting here, right? Haven't they? They brought in Keenan McCardell to be the wide receivers coach, and then they're shifting wide receivers coach to quarterbacks coach. So what happens to Clint Kubiak if they hire a different offensive coordinator? Is this a due diligence? Does he get squeezed out? That's probably yeah. I nah, I doubt that. Is Tyke how how old is Tyke? Tyke told me know his age. Let's see here. Because Clint's what thirty six or something like that. He, he's not exactly old. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's pretty young. Ty Tolbert's 53. Okay, so this might be a Zim being like, I don't know if I want a kid. To, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to tell a kid to hand off. I want to boss around it a 53-year-old well guy. John DiFilippo. Yeah. I don't know if I want a youngster. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that is probably – my guess is Mike probably is a little bit concerned about age. Mm-hmm. Now, Stefanski was young as well, but that's my guess. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I want to dive into with you guys here is I had an epiphany over the weekend, and I, I tweeted about this and was interacting with people all day yesterday, sometimes yelling at people. But I think I have unearthed the main core like intersection of conflict with the Kirk Cousins discussion where people where people and, and you and I are involved in this. But like sure. people get in these arguments about Kirk Cousins. And I, I, I think. People perceive the Kirk Cous- any Kirk Cousins criticism or any anything that would shine a light on his contract, right? Any sort of Kirk Cousins criticism, mm-hmm. people perceive it to mean that he's being blamed for all the Vikings issues. Like, like literally, you know, any sort of anti-Kirk episode or tweet is inevitably followed by people that say, "Oh, there's another person blaming Kirk Cousins." Why don't you go look at the Vikings' defense? It's not really about blame. I mean, sometimes it is. If he throws an interception to start the game against the Falcons, all right, we're blaming you. What are you doing, right? Right. Um, you know, if the Vikings finish seven and nine, go back to zoom out to big picture. They finish seven and nine, and Kirk plays his ass off for uh, ten of those games and puts up thirty-five touchdowns. Like, is he to blame for them not being ten and six? I mean, not. I mean, the defense is more to blame in that instance, but. Kirk's presence isn't negative. Like he's not dragging the franchise down like Christian Ponder did, for instance, or like Tavares Jackson did, or, you know, there's, I mean, there's teams in the NFL right now. Jared Goff is probably dragging up until the trade, the Rams down. Kirk isn't negative value per se in that context, 
but I don't think he brings enough positive value for the money he makes. And this applies to like 10 or 12 other teams in the NFL, including the two teams that just made this trade. Both the Rams and the Lions decided, and and you know for different reasons, and there are different points in their life cycle, but they both decided this guy that we have at quarterback, who's been good but not great for us, could either use a change of scenery or we're just sick of him in the case of the Rams and they're mixing it up, right? Right. Because when you have a good, not great quarterback making $20, $25, 30000000 million toward the salary cap, yep. as like a third of the NFL does, including the Vikings, when other teams have elite quarterbacks being paid around the same amount of money or they have very good young quarterbacks like Josh Allen making $10 million or less, uh, you know, for a five-year period on a rookie-scale contract, you're at such a disadvantage as a franchise. And so it's not, is Kirk to blame? It's within the entire context of trying to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is paying a non-elite quarterback that much money really the best thing to do to win a Super Bowl? And the answer for me is no. And the other thing I'll throw on this, and then I'll shut up and let you comment, is... People spend so much time trying to shield Kirk from blame when the Vikings fall short, either in a game or in a season, right? It's not, it's not his fault. It's the defense. It's not his fault. It's the left guard's fault, right? Right. And we can have those debates. But if I flip that around and I say, how many times has Kirk Cousins in six years as a starting quarterback with Minnesota and Washington, how many times has he been largely responsible for wins over good teams? The Saints come to mind in the playoffs. Like he daggered the Saints, and that was a big time throw. Right. I mean, I don't think you can count five in six years. I'm not talking about beating the Lions. I mean, like, Kirk Cousins being largely responsible for beating good teams. It's five or less. It might be three or less in six years as a starting quarterback. So I'm not, I don't want to pay a lot of money for that. So I, sue I, me. I think a different way to phrase that is how, how many times has Kirk lifted your team up in key? games against yeah against so like good teams. and lifted you up so you say because the reality is the great quarterbacks you get done with a game and you don't talk about did you see their defense how good that was you talk about one thing russell wilson oh my god right mm-hmm. patrick mahomes every week basically good and bad teams oh my god rogers this year like take him off the packers put cousins on green bay with the exact same personnel around him, and I will ask you how many games do the Packers win, and I will tell you it is not as many as they won this yeah. year. It's, it's that more simple. Than, it's more than seven. Yes, it is. It's, it's probably around. It's probably around ten, but it's not thirteen. Um, because when when the elite great quarterbacks play, we don't focus on. Did you see the blocking today? We don't fo- focus on. Did you see Dalvin? T- we focus on one thing. Did you? Oh my God! Did you see Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers go down that entire list? It's a short list though, and it includes Watson. But that is where nobody, nobody has ever said Kirk sucks. Kirk does not suck, and Kirk was worth a shot. The shot is a good shot. I will, I will say from to my dying day, I don't look back on the date that they signed Kirk, and some do, I think, but I don't, and say, what are you doing? Absolutely nuts. But to expand on this discussion to the big picture of the Lions-Rams trade, I think is to go here. And this might be good, it might be bad, I don't know. I personally think in 2021 is absolutely necessary, though. Saturday night, one of the first thoughts that occurred to me upon seeing that trade was, 
The Rams have a head coach in Sean McVay who is always thinking about his quarterback. It consumes him. What was the the quote? Oh, his, his quote was, we didn't. We aren't trying to win a trade. We are trying to win a Super Bowl. That was McVeigh's quote. Say that again. I, we that, aren't trying that into my veins. We aren't trying to win a trade because there's lots of talk about did the Rams win? They might have given up too much, and they, and for all I know, they might have. We aren't trying to win the trade. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but think about this too. On the day that Kirk Cousins was brought here, was brought here to recruit him. The Vikings knew that they needed to bring in Sheldon Richardson, a really good interior D lineman to keep Zimmer occupied. Like that was, hey, Mike, you're going to get your guy too. And they signed him and he was good. But the fact is, Sean McVay, right or wrong, is consumed with, I worked as hard as I could with Goff. And make no mistake too. The Rams are fully admitting that Goff did not work. They gave up a lot to get him. He's a first pick. Like this is a large I I see I see and people might be right, but I see the comeback of do you really think that Rick and Mike are going to admit that Kirk did not work? And all I will say is on Saturday night in California, a lot of people with egos who are invested in the quarterback position Hunted on Jared Goff, and that had to be a swallow hard thing to do. But all of that being said, why? Because Sean McVay looked and said, "My quarterback is he can be he can be pretty good at best. He can be bad at worst, but he's not going to work." Yeah. Also, also circumstances change. It doesn't always have to be a failure. I mean, the Rams went to a Super Bowl in large part because Jared Goff was good enough. You know, for what? I guess it would have been like $10 million a year on the number one overall pick contract. Yep. It's not a failure. I mean, is it a failure in the context of, well, they, ideally when you draft a guy number one overall, he's your quarterback for like 12 or 15 years, you know, like like other guys have been for other franchises. That would be the best case scenario. But you went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, and then you decided, you know what, we just don't, based on what we know now and based on all of the guys that might be available to us, Matt Stafford among them, we're going to make a decision. And this decision is going to be uh, a tough one because we're moving off a guy that we thought was going to be our 10-year quarterback. And I just, I, I don't think it's a failure if you decide that, that Kirk Cousins is no longer the guy that is going to lead you to a Super Bowl. That's what you thought three years ago. Um, for a number of reasons, some including his contract, like his these people who say, well, the cap is a myth and like, yeah, you can kick the can down the road and, and Rob Brzezinski's great at restructuring. But at some You're point, right. you have a limited amount of money to spend on a limited amount of players. And when when your guy at the most important position is making, starting this year, I think it's 15% of your team salary cap, that prevents you, as opposed to 5%, that right. prevents you from doing other things with the 100%. roster. 100%. So if you decide based on the information you have available right now that, you know what, Deshaun Watson wasn't an option two years ago, or uh, based on where we're at in draft positioning, moving up to get a Zach Wilson wasn't really feasible last year or the year before or coming off the NFC Championship game when we were drafting late in the first round. Circumstances change. It's not black and white, fail or not. It's shades of gray. Can you improve your team with the goal of winning a Super Bowl? And plus, I I think if, if you traded Kirk right now, I think it's a pretty simple PR sell, and it's this. He basically was a stock, and you purchased 
that stock not to pay off in like eight, eight years. You purchased that stock to win a Super Bowl immediately, and you didn't. And it was a short-term stock. I, I mean, the the fact that the contract was guaranteed is great, but it was a three-year contract. I mean, that's a pretty quick contract in pro sports. And now it's been uh, restructured and added to since then. But the point being is, I think if you go to a podium and you just traded Kirk for two first-round picks or a first, second, third, that the storyline that you can put out there is pretty believable of, we did this to win a Super Bowl immediately. Mm-hmm. It didn't take place. We we won one playoff game and only made the playoffs, in fact, once in three years. We have now flipped said stock to go after a different stock. Like, I don't, it, if you had drafted Kirk like Goff was, I think it's a tougher sell. But you didn't. You took a shot, which I applaud you for. It did not work. You have a chance to potentially now move on and strike while the market is hot. Tell me the downside to that. Yeah. I mean, what is the upside of continuing forward with either the next two years of Kirk's contract? And by the way, if you trade him, you're still going to have to eat like 15 or $20 million in dead cap. Like you're, you're going to have to figure that out. And that's a problem. Yep. Um, but his cap numbers are like 31 or 32 and then 43 or something. So what is the upside of continuing forward with those two cap numbers or restructuring again and adding a th- another like an age 35 season exactly. so you can smooth it out? I just I, I don't think you're going to have as many teams or as perfect of a need as San Francisco at any point the next two or three years to move off this thing. Um, and, I, and I get that there's a lot of people that are sitting here saying, no, 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 he can win a Super Bowl. You guys are undervaluing him. You just need this, this, and this. And I would say, if your conversation starts with this, this, and this to make this quarterback amazing, then you got the wrong quarterback for that much money. If he made $6 million or $10 million and he was on a rookie-scale contract, I wouldn't be – I would I would be sitting here saying, this is the formula Hell, for the 15. Vikings Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. You're fine with it, right? So – um, there's so much more that we can talk about this week. Like the, and, and these, these reports and discussions are not going away. They're just not, this is going to get better. So. Are you kidding? <laughs> All right. Back to purple daily here in a second. Federated mutual insurance company recently launched my shield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Now as a business owner out there, I know there's business owners that partake in purple daily. How helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Think about the things that involve risk at your company. Company vehicles, tools, ladders. Um, What are the consequences if something bad happens? Are you covered? Do you feel like you have the right things in place, whether it's safety training, risk management plans, workplace posters, handbooks, etc.? MyShield gives you access to trusted industry partners you can find out more at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. It's so much fun. This is an appetizer. Yeah. Uh, but before we go today, boys, it is a Monday, and that means it's a mock draft Monday. I want a mock! Mock! On Purple Daily, we dive into uh, any number of mock drafts floating around the internet. And Declan found this one late last week from cbssports.com. Oh, yes. Let's fire this up here. Let's start with the number one overall pick. This is a really interesting one. It actually plays into a conversation we had last week. Nice. Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, number one. Zach Wilson to the Jets, number two. I'm going to skip Ooh, around here. Zach Wilson. Let's see here. Uh, going to six. Is Zach Wilson the number two pick? 
Trey Lance going seven to Detroit. <sighs> Boy. Okay. Mac Jones going nine to the Broncos. So four quarterbacks off the board in the first nine picks. Is Mac Jones worth a top ten pick? No. That he's w- Christian Ponder. I mean, eh. I don't, I I don't think he's, he's not. He's he not shouldn't be a first-round pick. But, like, yeah. skill set-wise, yeah. I just don't see him. Fi- um, he's, Al- he's an Alabama quarterback. Yeah. We go to pick number 14. Yep. Where the Minnesota Vikings somehow still have available to them Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. I want a mock. Mock. We've got him dropping oh to 14. Really? Yes. How the heck does that happen? Dude, if that happens, you have to pick you him. You have to. You have to pick So him. it's Watson to Jefferson and then Chase? Dude. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. Thielen's still around? No. I know why this cannot happen. If you've got Jefferson, Thielen, and Chase, Rudy's not going to get his catches. Oh, come on. No, this can't happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Kyle Rudolph has to get the ball. He's told people I got to get the ball what's, more. What's the Rudy ratio for this is a This is a joke. The Rudy ratio. What's going to happen? The red zone. You're going to throw to Thielen, Jefferson, Chase. Too many. Uh-uh. What was the Randy ratio? What, what percentage? Oh, of, it was ridiculous. It was awesome. Like four, like thirty percent of yeah, snaps. Well, it, it might have been more. So the Rudy ratio about two percent. Two percent of snaps. How high did, does it jump? How high can the Rudy ratio jump? Not over a phone book. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, uh, I, that's unbelievable. So the write-up is, yes, the Vikings' needs along the offensive line and defensive lines are obvious, but it's hard to pass on Chase here, especially since it would reunite him with Justin Jefferson, one of the NFL's best rookies in 2000. Wow. I want a mock! Mock! So just, I think the, the main message on this episode seems to be, never say never with the Minnesota Vikings. The crazier things. Brett Favre playing for the Vikings is a crazier thing than them trading for Deshaun Watson. The Vikings are operated by people who don't operate like most Minnesota sports teams. They're super like they're not aggressive. the Twins. They're not the Wolves. Thank God. <laughs> the Wild can be aggressive. They can, but I mean the Vikings are are operated by people who think East Coast, and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the Jared Allen trade was like two firsts, They're, a third, and then a, a record contract for the best pass rusher in the NFL. Like they, I can say this, this stuff. If Rick, if Rick called the Wilfs about Watson and said, "Do you think we should make the call?" The Wilfs said, "Absolutely, make the make call. the call." And they probably said, Get "It's up to you." Ball. They probably said, "It's up to you." But I guarantee you that if they were consulted, they have given the green light to at least inquire about. Everything. Make the Cousins call, trade, get trade. the hall. Make, Make the, the call, call get, get the, the hall. hall. Make the change, it won't be strange. strange. Eric Bieniemy. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy will be great at the podium. <laughs> All right, well, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. <laughs> Plenty more to come throughout the rest of Super Bowl week. Also, we have a few guests confirmed. Speaking of Jared Allen, he'll join Purple Daily later on this week. And uh, Mina Kimes from ESPN NFL Live will also join the show. Mike Greenberg is going to join on Mackie and Judd. So we got some fun guest planned for this Super Bowl week on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com and the ScoreNorth app. And our two YouTube channels, Purple Daily and ScoreNorth MN. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. 
Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. 